You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited and grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you right now to hit that subscribe button if you are not subscribed to our podcast. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified every time we drop a yes. new episode. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to us there, like the video, comment, share, do all of those things. We are very excited for all of you who have joined us, uh, you know, on this podcast journey and are, you know, week after week listening to our episodes yeah. and tuning in to all of our, you know, great conversations. Yeah. You know, it's funny because before um, airing, we were having this whole conversation. I'm the type of person that and my wife complains about this all the time. You'll say a random word. It will trigger a song for me. And I'll start singing it. Right. So I don't know what it was that you said, uh, but it triggered the song, one of Stacey Rico's songs from way back in the day, uh, which then threw us down a whole rabbit hole of, I wonder what she's doing now. Do you Have you heard anything about her and all this other stuff? Uh, but the idea that sometimes, you know, we have these people who, and we talk about music a lot here. Yeah. You know, now at the moment, it's all about like the Mavericks and the Torrens and the Christine Claudio and all that other stuff. Uh, but then 10 years from now, it may be about to complete a completely different group of people. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, do you remember that chick Christine that used to sing Como de Iste or Maverick City or, you know, and it's like time passes and these people, you know, they have lives and they get involved in other things ministry-wise or they stop singing. Um, and every once in a while you get like a little reminder of, oh man, do you remember so-and-so? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I thought, it, I thought it was funny. And it was someone who we never spoken about either. Right, right. And it's like, oh, you knew Stacey Arrico? I was like, yeah. yeah. Who didn't, really? Yeah, listeners, do you guys remember Stacey Arrico? I mean, she was like around the time of like Rachel Lampa, mm. like, you know, like all of that. And, um, you know, it's funny because I think the goal also, um, at least in my mind, right, the goal mm. would be that even years later that people still somehow remember you, not just from something that you did at that time, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe like you said, there's something new that you're doing or something different or, yeah. you know, yeah, you started off doing this and now look, you know, they're doing this or, you know, they're not doing music anymore. They were in this movie or they're mm. doing movies or they're doing like, you know, um, they have books and all yeah. those things. So I think it's just, you know, also um, interesting to see how people's journeys are, right? How yeah. sometimes people start off, you know, in music or they start off in, you know, television for some where they start off in radio and mm. then that kind of progresses and it takes them on a whole different journey where they end up somewhere completely different mm -hmm. right and depending on when you you know became aware of them and became a fan or became you know supporter you kind of know them from that moment you know what yeah. i mean either in music and television and movies or whatever but i think uh like you said it's it's one of those things that brings back a flood of memories because for yes. me it brings me back to like my childhood yeah, and yeah. growing up and you know um at that time uh I, i've always liked music and at that time it was i think 
I don't know. It was difficult, I guess, around my age to find like cool Christian music. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess in um, in my mind of what I liked. And, you know, I remember just listening to, you know, all those people growing up. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like you said, because it, it definitely brings you back to a time and an era. And I think for me, growing up in a very Spanish conservative, you know, uh, upbringing, you know, it was all about the Jadira Coradins and the Samuel <laughs> Hernandez. Right. And like the very like Spanish, like very. Um, I don't know how to call it, like Christian, maybe uh, slightly Pentecostal music that once you started, I started to catch wind of like people outside of that bubble. You know, Stacey Rico would be one of those people who was like, she wasn't in like Lesia Manantial de Vida, you know, doing her songs. She was at another place or whatever, but that you will f- find these people, whether it's through radio or just in conversations with other people, or if you happen to pick up, because that's the other thing. Back in the day, at least in New York, it was, it's not like it is now. You get like K-Love and you get this and you get that it was radio vision cristiana that's why why it was always on the radio so then it also limited what you had access to now you go online and you look it up you get everybody back in the day we didn't have that accessibility so when you were able to cross paths with a different artist or somebody outside of the genre it just broadened your horizon so much more musically at least for me you know that's yeah. what i think yeah and for those listening for those watching who's an artist that you remember growing up listening to that uh you know is kind of being brought back to your memory right now you yeah. know i'm sure there's a bunch of people that we can go down and and list off their names you know True. and shout out to iglesia manantal de vida there's a bunch of there's, uh, listen if that's your church <laughs> we shout you out hopefully you, there are you guys, definitely uh, some churches out there called that but yeah. um you know, today we have an interesting topic that we want to dive into that it, I feel like it also coincides with everything we were just talking about, which is kind of cool. But right. um, it's the idea of competition. Yes. You know, and I think that when we look at that word competition, there are so many things that come to mind. For me, immediately, I think of more of like a sports thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people that are like super uh, competitive within their sport, within their yeah. arena. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times competition is given this negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a little bit of a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think today in our conversation, we want to talk about competition from all angles right? yeah. and all sides. Yeah, I think excuse. I mean, I mean, just to start off. Do you consider yourself to be someone who's competitive? Um, you know, this is a question earlier. I was thinking about this. Um, I don't think I'm super competitive when it comes to certain things, but then mm. when it comes to other things, I think I am, okay. you know, it's so like, I think I'm very competitive, um, when it comes to goal setting and like reaching those goals and accomplishing those goals. Okay. Right. Or like different you know, intellectual ideas or tasks that need to be done or like Mm. getting work done or getting certain things done and organized. I think I can be competitive, right? Um, Like just having ideas Mm. and wanting to like execute them and wanting to do them. Um, I think I'm also competitive with myself where Mm. I think about like something I accomplished and then I try to like, all right, if I did that at that time, then I need to be doing this now. Or like if I, you know, you know, did this certain project and this is how it came out. The next time I do it, it needs to look like this or it needs mm. to be like this, you know? Yeah. But I think there's definitely, um, you know, different types of competition and our light is spazzing out. But so it's back. It's back. It's back. It's okay. okay. Yeah. We can't give anyone watching. No. Yeah. We're going to have to shut it off. We can't give anybody watching. Any no. Type yeah. Of we need to put like a trigger anything. warning. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> No, we'll put a trigger warning in it. But I I understand what you're saying. It's more like a cerebral or like even like a self um fulfilling type of competition. Yeah. You know, you're goal oriented in that way and then that's those are the things that you find competitive and those are the things uh that you like put in the energy to. I think for me it's more I can be very competitive. Yeah. Um and I think 
a lot. I think a lot more on the recreational side. Um, I mean, we've played games together. You've seen me in a in a game setting, mm-hmm. um, and I think I can be a little intense. Uh, but it's all fun and games, you know. It's kind of like let's go, let's try to win, let's try to beat this type of a thing. Um, and I think that it does kind of translate in life. I think I'm a little less vocally competitive outside of like a game setting. Yeah. In a game setting, I'm ready to tear whoever apart. Yeah. You know, we're playing. You a, let it be known. Yes, I'm here to win. That right. type of situation. Right. And sorry for that. And if they're like people on your team, like you'll get mad at them if they don't. Don't say mad. I feel like that's a little um, intense. You have standards. I have standards. And if they're going to be on your team, they need to meet those standards. Or at least Because you want to win. You know what it is? And I think this is what really grinds my gears when it comes to playing with other people. (laughs) This is so messed up. The thing Uh, is that last week you called me out. (laughs) All right. So those of you who haven't seen last week's episode, you need to go back. It was just one word. We're talking about homebodies. And you seriously were like, yeah, you, (laughs) you're a homebody. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to let you rock. Go ahead. Yeah. So Eddie, don't... (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to let that one slide. Um, What I was going to say was is that it's not really... Yes, I have a standard, Uh but I think that my standard is more based off of intention and really giving your all. Because at the end of the day, if we're playing any type of game, you know, as long as I feel like you're really trying, I'm good. I think what, what gets me like infuriated or upset is when you're in a team with people who don't... Like they don't care. Yeah. It's not that important to them. And yes, it may be a game of Monopoly or it may be a game of sequence. It could be a card game. It could be whatever. We, there's so many different games that in reality, we're not winning any money. We're not getting nothing out of it. But just for the competitiveness and the fun of it, I think that in order for it to reach its max capacity of fun, everybody has to be in it 100%. But once you start playing with people that is like, ah, I don't really care, it just, it's a buzzkill. It kills it. I don't know. I think that's what I think. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to the idea of, you know, giving your all. And I think that's really what it is. I think a part of being competitive, Mm -hmm. right, is having that drive within you. um, Because I think that's also kind of what pushes you forward. Yeah. Um, I think where we can fall into traps when it comes to competition is when, um, you know, outside of like playing games Mm -hmm. and outside, you know, in bigger aspects of life and bigger areas of life, whether we're talking about ministry or in our jobs or even like within our families. Yeah. Right. I think when competition begins to go south is when it becomes more about other people Mm -hmm. than ourselves. Yeah, I agree. When we're kind of constantly looking at what other people are doing or looking Mm -hmm. at what other people are accomplishing to then therefore decide what we are going to do Mm -hmm. or how far we need to go or how we need to be better than that. You know what I mean? And I think that's where, um, you know, this whole idea of, competition and thinking about that and reflecting it's like you know why am i competitive Mm. why does this mean so much to me why do i have this drive to you know really go forward with this idea and you know why why is this fire burning within me to be so competitive you know and i think that's where when you examine your motives and you see as to why you're Mm. that competitive why you are the way you are i think it kind of clarifies right and gives Mm -hmm. meaning and purpose to why you're doing what you're doing yeah i think you know as it is with everything, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that is always good. Too much of anything is bad. And even with competitiveness and being, um, you know, being someone who loves competition. Is yeah. it good to have a fighting spirit? Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times also, you know, coming from my perspective a lot, I think that I find competition to be um, exciting 
because it's kind of like, you tr- you know, somebody's challenging you. Sometimes yeah. to feel challenged by someone is great. You know, whether it be in a work setting itself, you know, maybe you guys break up in teams and are working on projects. The same thing in, in, in a church setting as well. You're going to be in charge of this, you're going to be in charge of that. And I've always been the type of person that I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my best. Whatever you put me in charge of collecting, you know, cups at the end of the service, I'm going to be the best at collecting those cups. And the reason is because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my best because I'm expecting everybody else to do their best as well. The problem is, like you said, when people get into that whole uh, competitive uh, comparison thing, you know, like, oh, you know, you did your best and you're you're so much better at me. And this example is so cheesy, the whole collecting the cups thing or whatever. But it's kind of like the idea of, you know. I do it because it helps me motivate myself, and that's why I like competitive settings. But there are people that in that same setting, what it does is it brings them down because yeah. the idea of a challenge doesn't bring them up. Yeah. Or, I mean, how many times have people, I mean, I know they said it to me and I'm sure they've said it to Mm -hmm. you, right? The idea of like, oh, you always have such good ideas or you always, you know, and it seems like, again, in kind of recognizing that in you, Mm -hmm. they almost bring themselves down a little bit. And people have, you know, that's where they have like that choice where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, am I going to now see how I can be better than that or give Mm -hmm. a better idea or Mm -hmm. how I can, you know, come up with something better Mm -hmm. or am I going to be inspired, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And motivated to then think of something that I can do and strive for that and accomplish that. You know, and I think that that's a perfect example because when someone ever says that to either one of us, I think that what that should inspire out of them is to be like, okay, what are the things that they're looking at that I'm not looking at? What are the things that influence that idea for them that I'm not taking in? You know, versus it being like, oh, you're so much better than me. Because nine times out of ten when I've experienced that, the person that is saying, oh, you guys are so great at idea, or you're better at this, or you're better at that, it's also like they're resigning to even try anymore, and they're throwing the responsibility on you. And it's like, no, here you go. I'm going to give it right back to you. Figure out what it was that I did, that I did, or that I thought of, or that I took inspiration from, that allowed me to expand on an idea to make it a little bit more wholesome or more rounded, and try to apply that for you. Don't just look at it as someone else is better. Look at it as, okay, there has to be something that I'm not catching whiff of. What could that be so that it can help me expand that horizon in myself? Yeah, and I think it's also important in any area of your life or in any field, whatever you are doing, you know, to seek inspiration. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's a bad thing to look at somebody and what they're doing and, you know, look at how they did it and look at their journey and be inspired, right? Mm -hmm. But also recognizing that their journey is going to be different than your journey. True. How they reach their goal, how they reach their destination isn't going to look the same for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times people want a formula. They want, you know, the exact steps. They want the exact directions and the ingredients ingredients and how to create that final product or how to get to that final destination. And it's like, that journey is not going to look the same for you. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to be willing to go through your process and your journey. And a lot of times I think people, they fall into that comparison trap where they look at what they have. They look at their goals or their dreams, their ambitions. Mm. They compare it to what somebody else is doing who could be more established, who could have been doing this for a longer period of time. And then they get discouraged. And instead of having that, um, I want to use this word loosely, a phrase, un- that healthy competition, mm. you know what I mean? Or that inspiration, they kind of just get discouraged and yeah. don't do anything and stay stagnant. Yeah. I think competition, you know, when it's done in its most healthy form, should 
inspire other people to strive for excellence. Mm -hmm. You know, strive to be better. Strive to do better. You know what I mean? Because that person ultimately that you're inspired by they have someone else that inspires mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have reasons that drive them, whether it's their family, their children, you know, mm-hmm. their loved ones, their wife, their husband, you know, whether it's, you know, the people um, within their church, there are people that push people and, and drive people to do more mm-hmm. and to be better. Yeah. And I think that the idea of being better is, I think, what people need to adopt. And take within themselves. Because yeah. I think that growing up, the, what you always hear is be the best, be the best. You could be the best. You could be the best. And yeah, you can be the best in something. But you have to understand that being the best in whatever field it is, is also temporary. Because today you're the best. Today you're the best at, you know, running a relay. But 10 years from now, you're not going to have that skill anymore. Yeah. So then really, it's what did you take out of that that made you better? Because that's what we're looking for. So it's really about being better. Be better for yourself. And even if in you being better for yourself, you wind up being the best in the moment, don't let that be where you stop. Oh, I I was the best. That's it. I'm done. I no longer have to grow in my journey in life. I'm the best. No, because you're about to get dethroned because there's always somebody who's striving harder, who's looking to do it better, who maybe you beat that time you did it that now is coming back 10 times stronger and is now going to beat you so it's really not about being the best is how can you be better for yourself and what are the things that you can take out of that that's the competitive nature that you need to have you know what am i going to get out of this how i'm going to be better you know what how can i expand on this later how can i build upon this later to then you know move forward and continue to be better for yourself yeah and i think also success Mm -hmm. is different for everyone Right. And it looks different for every project. It looks different for every task, everything that you set out to do. I think success is specific to that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, we want the final outcome. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times, you know, your final outcome or product, you know, may not be what you wanted it to be, Mm -hmm. may not be what you expected. But all of the lessons and the growth that happened throughout the journey is success. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in your checklist or in your mind, you may not have accomplished that goal or met that goal. So you're unsuccessful. But the reality is all of the lessons that you learned along the way, the growth and, you know, the heartache, the pain and all of that and having to push through all of those lessons that you learned along the way was the success that ultimately you needed for that lesson or for that process. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times, you know, we can look at other people and measure what their success is Mm -hmm. and try to match it or we try to you know that's what success is that's what i need to reach in order you know to be most fulfilled or in order to be super successful in order to be accomplished or Mm -hmm. qualified that is what i need to aim for yeah reality is you know the process you're in right now may not bring you to that specific success you're looking for Mm -hmm. but the lessons that you're going to learn in this process you know will help you eventually get to the success that ultimately belongs to you to you and i think that that's the key, the key is instead of you being competitive with others. Now, like I said before, there are situations where you are going to be competitive with others, especially in like a recreational sports environment. You're looking to beat them 100 percent, you know. But when it comes now to yourself and your self growth and your self worth and you being better for yourself, you need to learn to be in competition with yourself. That's what it really comes down to, because when you're in competition with yourself, you already know what your benchmark is. So you already know that I attempted to do something and I made it 85 percent. 
Great. So now the next time, try to hit 86, 87, 88. And little by little, you become that much more better. But when you start to use a ruler against yourself, a ruler like a measuring thing yeah. um, against yourself, that is somebody else's because their success is different. Their success rate is different. How they grow is different from yours. You're never going to measure up. So you're always going to feel short. But when you compare yourself to your own goals, to your own things that you've been able to accomplish, it's so much more easier for you to see where you started and see where you go when it comes in reference to growth. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about um, like their journey and how they got to where they are, you Mm. know, and they were saying how, you know, they're recording in this studio. They have all these cameras, all these different angles and lighting and all these things. And they were talking about their days where they were recording in their room, you know, (laughs) with like an iPhone or like a camcorder. And they had to do all these different things. And the lighting wasn't like, you know, the correct lighting. It was like the light they had in their room, but they made it work. But they were saying how a lot of times, you know, people see influencers on that level or people Mm -hmm. on that level and they want that. Mm -hmm. And that's what they want. And since they don't have the resources or they don't have the ability or they don't have the connections to make that that they're watching Mm -hmm. that specific thing happen, they don't start. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, no, you have to start with the iPhone in your room. You yeah. have to start with ordering an Amazon back, you know, backdrop on Amazon mm-hmm. and just putting it up in your room and, you know, uh, creating your own type of light. And you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, again, I think that's where you can take on that healthy competition or that healthy kind of encouragement from looking at somebody else mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what? I don't have that equipment. I don't have those resources. I don't have that technology. I don't have, you know, those connections, but I'm going to start. Mm -hmm. And I realized that just by starting, you know what, I have my own journey, I will go through my own process. And if I make it to that destination, or however I get to there, my goal and where I want to be, it'll be all good. You know what I mean? But you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I think when we compare ourselves to, you know, again, different individuals and we compare ourselves and we kind of create our own measuring system. Like you said, it's like, who said that's what success looks like? Mm -hmm. Who said that's what you need to do? And that's how you need to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, when it comes to even like preaching or teaching, who says that you need to preach like, you know, the person that you see on TV that you enjoy or the, you know, the most viral, you know, or trendiest pastor that's out (laughs) right now, you know, who said that that needs to be you, Mm -hmm. right? Develop your own unique style, develop Mm -hmm. your own way of, of, executing a message and communicating with people and that's what will give you longevity and that's what will ultimately kind of you know give you that healthy version of competition that you need yeah and i think another thing that goes hand in hand with longevity is to understand when to put that competition on pause you know even when you're competing with yourself learn to put it on pause and to stop it because i think that a lot of times when people whether they're being competitive with other people or being competitive with themselves is that they don't understand or they don't take the time to look at their benchmarks. They don't take the time to be like, you know what? I haven't reached the level of success that I want to reach, but man, look how far I've, I've come. Let me celebrate that. Let me give myself my props for those things in the moment. So when you're just running on fumes the whole time and you're just pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, and you're not taking the time to look back and to look at your successes, you're just going on this journey miserably the whole time because you're not realizing that you've grown. You're not realizing that you've actually succeeded in some areas. You're not realizing that you're not the same person that started. And what that winds up doing is that it creates this, this, 
negativity, this cloud that's just yeah. surrounding you and is on top of you the whole time that isn't allowing you to enjoy the journey. Yeah. So in order to enjoy the journey, even while being competitive, you need to learn when to take a step back. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the side effects, right, of unhealthy competition. Mm. You get burned out. You get tired of doing what you're doing. And like you said, you no longer enjoy it. Yep. So That's I think it. you have to take those moments to stop and reflect and think mm. about what you've accomplished, how far you've come. You may not have reached your goal. You may not be, you know, where you want to be, but you're mm. definitely not where you were. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you're not where, you know, when you originally started. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to stop and reflect and give yourself some credit for where mm. you are. You know what I mean? Because like you said, there's always going to be somebody doing it better or yeah. somebody doing it, you know, on a bigger scale, someone mm. doing it with the, you know, better technology. And, you know, you're always going to to be in this never ending, you know, journey of yeah. trying to be better and being competitive and trying to be the next this person and trying to be the next that, that you're losing out on enjoying the process and mm -hmm. being the person God created you to be. I think when you get caught up in trying to be that next big thing or you get caught up in, you know, who's doing it in, you know, best in your arena or in your field, you miss out on who you were meant to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the role that you have to play in this. And I think, you know, one of the worst things is losing losing passion for something you love, yeah. you know, losing passion for something that you just have always loved or something that you prayed for, mm -hmm. something that you dreamed about, something that you begged God for. And then you're in it, you have it, you're walking it. But because you just are constantly in the cycle of wanting to be better, mm -hmm. not giving yourself grace, not giving yourself room to grow, not recognizing that you will make mistakes along the way, you just lose that passion completely and yeah. it becomes work. It becomes a burden. It becomes a task. It becomes something that ultimately you just want to let go of. Mm -hmm. And again, that competition, you know, that was healthy at first or that competition that kind of drove you in the beginning, even with yourself, you know, ends up becoming that stumbling block mm -hmm. and what actually stops you from growing. Yeah. And I think that the other important aspect of taking a pause uh, especially when it comes to this this idea of you know having goals for yourself and then trying to like push through all of them like a bulldozer is that it doesn't give you the room to pivot you know there are times that we start off an idea we start off with a goal we want it to go this way this is what the end goal is what we're trying to get to uh but eventually and at, not always but there are times where that idea becomes it becomes begins to evolve it begins to change and what you thought it was going to look like at the end is not what it's going to is not what it's turning into. But if you're not taking a moment to pause and look back and be like, you know what? I, I really wanted it to go this way, but I'm seeing that this is a little bit more successful and I'm actually enjoying this other aspect of it that I didn't even know was something that I was going to enjoy. It doesn't allow you to pivot and to change, you know, gears and to move into a different direction. So you wind up being stuck in something that you thought was your passion, that you thought was supposed to go a certain way, and then that's when it becomes work, that's when it becomes a burden, and then now you're, you're not doing it. And just for the simple fact that you're, you set a goal and you're like, you know what, I got to do it, I got to do it, you're stuck doing something you don't want to do. Pivot. Yeah. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. I'm going to get a shirt that says pivot from friends. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's okay to change. You know, the idea may change. It's malleable. It's not concrete. It's clay. Let it form into whatever it's going to form and keep going from there. Yeah. And it's funny because as you're talking, I almost feel like one of the root roots or foundation to this unhealthy competition is insecurity. 
right? You kind of being very insecure with yourself or what you've been given Mm -hmm. um, or even just insecure of losing what you've been given, Mm -hmm. right? So you have this great talent, this great ability. You're killing it. You're crushing it. Everything's going great. And you just have this underlying insecurity of this can all be over soon. You know, what if I don't have any more ideas? What if I, you know, can't do this anymore? What if something happens? What if people don't like it anymore and people stop supporting? You know, there's always this unhealthy layer of insecurity Mm -hmm. underneath your competition. So instead of you know working through those insecurities and you know kind of uh establishing what's right what's wrong and what's working what's not you just kind of go into overdrive and you're just working and working and trying to cover up the insecurity or fear that this may all just end Mm -hmm. you know and i think that again whether we're being competitive too competitive with ourselves whether we're being competitive with other people it can be stemmed in just not fully seeing what we have Mm. not fully embracing what we have and realizing that what we have is beautiful right or that what we have is special and i think we will constantly be in this place of belittling ourselves Mm -hmm. or thinking that it's not good thinking that we're not worth it thinking that you know our ideas aren't you know able to be brought to life and that ultimately will just keep us stuck, yeah. you know, and will allow us to grow. So I think like anything, competition is one of those things where it can be super beneficial mm-hmm. and it can really help us. But if not, you know, tamed and if not given its its boundaries and mm-hmm. its limits can destroy us. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's that's the um, the danger that comes with anything, because I think at the end of the day, we all have different characteristics. You know, there's some people that are very vocal. There's some people that are competitive. There are people that are shy. There are people that are, you know, more lax. And those are all things that can be beneficial to you in yeah. one way or the other. But also also things that the enemy could use to flip on you, to keep you stagnant, to keep you with self-doubt, to make sure you don't grow, and to use it to affect you negatively. And I think that those are the things that we need to be conscious about, you know, you can be a competitive person, you're fiery, you know, you're vocal, you're strong, and you want to, like, go out there and, like, destroy everything that you can for the good of the world. Yeah. Um, but you also have to be sure that those that aspect of yourself isn't coming off as someone who's being pompous or someone who's coming off as, you know... Um, que se cree el más grande de todos or that you know it's coming off in a way that's negative like you can be competitive and show people that you're serious and you want to crush it and you want to do the best but then also in the same way be supportive be encouraging be uplifting be patient and i think that you know when we're speaking about the game aspect uh earlier i think that that's really where i need to then work on you know if i'm playing a game with someone or if i'm doing something with other people yes you know i'm trying to go in at 100 but it may take a little longer for other people to warm up it may take longer for them to understand the rules of what's happening so then that's where you need to learn to be patient so yes you want to win and your initial reaction may be like you know what get out of the way i'll do it myself but no take a step back be patient and learn how to use that gift that you have whether it be of being competitive to help encourage others and not crush them yeah and i can definitely relate because then for me it would be then you know not everything needs to be and match your level of perfection right true not everything needs to be you know at its 
you know, most perfect state. It doesn't always have to be, you know, the way you did it the last time, right? Mm -hmm. Or that idea, it's a great idea, but you know, you're hustling and going forth with it. It's maybe now is not the right time, you know, and having to be okay with, you know, that self-reflection of, all right, let me put this on pause right now. Let me put this to the side or let me stop doubting myself Mm -hmm. and, and thinking that this isn't good enough, right? That it's not worthy of being put out there, that it's not, you know, worthy of being spoken about or, you know, released and all of those things. Um, and again, I think when you take that moment to sit back and reflect, you know, you can see when your competition is healthy mm-hmm. and when it's not. And I think the people around you, if you have a solid group of people around you, you know, they'll be able to tell you and they'll be able to tell like, mm. are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, it, it's I think it's important to just have that moment where um, you really reflect on what you're doing how you're doing it and what you want the end goal to be. Yes. You know, I think whenever there's a competition, there's always an end. There are Mm -hmm. people that are trying to be first. There are people trying to make it to the finish line, but you know, in, in a race, most people want to be first, Yeah. but it's like, you know, is everything always a race mm-hmm. or is there, are there moments where you don't have to be first, mm-hmm. but you have to make it to you the end. You just have to make it. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. So, this project, this idea, you know, this task that you have in mind that you're working towards or this goal, you know, is it something that has to be done in the time frame you're giving yourself? Mm. Is it something that has to be done now in the next three days and next three weeks by the end of this year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is it something that you can actually take your time in and do it correctly, do mm. it wisely, do it the right way, and you'll get the same result, if not even better results than what you wanted originally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with that, that's the best way to end it. You know, at the end of the day if you're in a competition whatever it be educational with your goals work related in a game um you know a lot a lot of times like you said we strive to be first but i think that you should really just strive to make it to the end if you wind up being first when you made it awesome great job you deserve that medal you deserve that trophy but in reality we're just trying to make it and that same thing goes with our salvation that goes with our faith you know yes do we want to be the best in whatever gift that god has given us yes absolutely but at the moment focus on using it focus on being better at it focus on making sure you make it to the end goal and if you happen to be first awesome but yeah. the importance is about making it. And roll with the punches. There'll be mistakes, right? There'll oh, be left absolutely. turns and there'll be things that won't go right. And you yeah. have to like, like you said, pivot and you have to come up with a plan B. Yeah, and yeah. All of those things are okay, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I think it takes experience to learn that. I think it takes time. It takes practice. It takes energy for you to really put yourself out there to then realize, okay, let me take a step back. Let me reevaluate this. You know True. what I mean? It's okay that it didn't work out. How are we moving forward? It's okay that it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, Mm. but how are we going to move on from this? You know what I mean? Those are conversations that we need to have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture as God Life Culture podcast. Whoa, what happened there? I had like a moment. Um, I got to be competitive with myself and get it better next time. Yeah, it's okay. There's grace for <laughs> oh, you, right? Yeah, thank you. Uh, but as always, you can reach us yes. at our social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Are you a competitive person? Have you been, um, you know, in unhealthy competition with anybody? Mm. Or have you been in a healthy competition with people? You know, what drives 
drives you? What inspires you? Who are people that push you to be better and do better? Yeah, absolutely. Pros and cons. If you have any tips on how to be competitive in a great way and how it can benefit you with whatever goal you want to set in front of you, put those in the comments as well. Send it to us and we'll read it on our next podcast. So thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.